Welcome to Appalachian Monsters and Mysteries. I'm Miley. And I'm Belle. And today we're going to be talking about perhaps one of my, sa- one of my favorite subjects. Aliens. I uh, thought you were going to say Chris Evans, but then I realized that's my favorite subject. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not this episode. Maybe, maybe another one. <laughs> oh, bummer. <laughs> so... I guess we'll just get right in. Well, actually, Let's go. I love aliens. I do too. Well, I think yeah, we've definitely talked about if we believe in aliens. Yeah, in the Kexberg episode. Yeah, because it was about UFOs. I believe in aliens. I'm also a believer. The government hides plenty of information from us. Why wouldn't they hide aliens as well? Don't trust the government, kids. Area 51. Adults, no one. Swear they're all held. Swear they're all held. So on the evening of October 11th, 1973. Two friends, 42-year-old Charles Hickson and 19-year-old Calvin Parker. Well, I'm sorry. This this 42-year-old and this 19-year-old were Yeah, friends? I thought that this would come up. So It definitely is going to come <laughs> up. <laughs> so there... Okay, so Charles, the 42-year-old, was friends with a 19-year-old's family. Like, they were family friends. And then the two started working together. And around that time... The 19-year-old also moved in with him and, like, paid rent and stuff. Oh, they were, like, roommates. Well, Charles was married, but... Yeah, like, they were family friends. And the 19-year-old moved in, paid rent. They worked together. So they went fishing. They were fishing at this time. Okay. I feel like that's pretty normal. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of people have lived with my family. Maybe a father figure. I guess... Well, I don't know their whole situation. There have been a time I'm not going to judge who lived in my house. Yeah, we had two people live in our house for a oh, couple yeah. months from another country. Yeah, that's true. So, this you know, is, this is normal. Yeah, that was during quarantine, but still, whatever. Okay, so the two were fishing on the Pascagoula River in Mississippi. It was around dark when the men saw a blue light reflecting off of the water. They initially believed that it was police telling them that they couldn't fish there, but they quickly realized, however, that the blue light was coming from a flying object in the sky above them. Although difficult to tell from the blinding lights, the spacecraft looked to be shaped similar to a foot, similar to a football and eight feet tall. Oh, God. Yeah. The only noise that came from the object was a quiet hissing sound. It descended and began hovering about two or three feet off of the ground and a short distance away from the men. No, I would not like that. That would make me scared. I would drive the boat away. Uh, they were just on land. Oh, they point. were on land? Yeah, and the space Okay, craft. well, see, I think that would be better than being on the boat because I was talking to Dustin about this not long ago. I was like... What if I fell out of the boat one day while we were fishing at the lake? How would I know which way to swim? He was like, your body would float. You wear a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what if I just started swimming? But I was swimming deeper into the water. And he was like, none of that makes any sense. No. It but to me, I was like, what if I just swam deeper and deeper into the lake and then I drowned? That has scared me before, like, if you jump into the water and you hit your head and you're oh, just kind yeah. of disoriented. I mean, it's a possibility that you could be swimming deeper. Which, I mean, if you had a life jacket on, you would just fly. Yeah. That's why water freaks me out. Uh, jumping off cliffs into water, 
I'll probably be the loser wearing a life jacket, but at least I know I won't lose my life. You can pop so. your eardrums really easily by doing that, Ew. too. I've done that before. Ew, no thank you. I, I didn't completely bust the eardrum, but I, like, messed it up. Ew, <laughs> no thanks, no thanks. I'll I'll stay on land, be swimming with around with my fishermen. life jacket. <laughs> You'll yeah. stay on land with these fishermen. <laughs> yes. Thank God they weren't in the water. God, that would be even scarier. Um. It gets worse. Oh, no. (laughs) The end of the spacecraft opened and three figures appeared. They were about five feet tall and had one leg with a round shaped foot and no toes. (laughs) They had claws or pinchers for hands and no neck. They had ears, a nose, and a mouth, although, although those features were unlike human characteristics. The men did not recall them having eyes. I'm trying to imagine this in my mind. And all I personally I can can't really. It's like a pogo stick come to <laughs> life. <laughs> but like, or like a mop. Yeah. Because yeah. no neck. Maybe just a fat mop. <laughs> I think that there have been sketches of what was described. But the sketches, the one sketch that I saw personally, it looks like it has two legs. So I don't know if oh. that sketch was from this like account or not but i'll draw a sketch of it yeah please do maybe we'll post that on our instagram (laughs) we might have to just start a patreon just so that we can share this image (laughs) of me drawing yeah we're gonna become amateur sketch artists (laughs) i am the worst drawer in the world yeah i can draw great stick figures that's all i got (laughs) same so the figures approached the two men no (laughs) yeah and raised them off of the ground by their arms but with no force the men floated guided by the figures onto the spacecraft no why didn't Mm -hmm. they run when you see something scary you run the other way okay but it was almost like they didn't have any control like they were so like they they didn't have any control over their bodies so once on the spacecraft the men were held there unable to resist them though without anything physically restraining them don't like this the men were easily moved around by the figures and an object that was compared to an eye scanned them Ugh. At one point, one of the men, Charles, was left inside of a machine by himself, unable to move for an extended period of time. The figures did not acknowledge when the men tried to communicate, and the only sound that could be heard from them was a buzzing sound. The men were then let back out of the spacecraft on the shore of the river. Once they made it back, there was a buzzing sound, and the spacecraft was gone. I don't like any of that. Me either. very disturbing. Yep. Freaks me out. I might never go to Mississippi now. Yeah, for real. Sorry, Mississippi. It's a little too much for us. I don't really think I even know anything about Mississippi, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Me either. There's a mud pie, a Mississippi mud pie. I've made that one time. It was very good, but (laughs) that's about all I know about Mississippi. Yeah, I don't, I really don't think I know much either, honestly. There's a river. Mississippi River. <laughs> that's true. There is that. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's about all I know as well. Sorry, guys. So terrified, the men decided not to tell anyone because they knew nobody would believe them. Naturally, mm-hmm. like most people who get abducted by aliens. Yes. Feel. Yeah. But later on that night, Charles changed his mind and decided to go to the police. They they first contacted, some sources say that they first contacted um 
a news station, and then I think an Air Force base, perhaps. And then they decided to go to police. I would talk to the... What? That doesn't even make sense. I don't know. Listen. Okay. Okay. Listen. They were just abducted by aliens. I'm not sure yeah, they were in their right mind. I'm not going to call like CNN and be like, I was just abducted by aliens. I would call like a doctor. But this was also at night. So go to the ER. What are you going to tell them at the ER? They're going to be like, I don't know. Hi, hi, what's wrong with you? By aliens. I want my brain scanned to make sure they didn't put anything inside of me. They're going to say that you're crazy and send yeah, you to a psych ward. Probably. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I definitely. wouldn't tell anybody. I don't know. I don't know how much I believe in abduction stories, though, either. Uh, I believe I this one was pretty good. I believe in aliens. Yeah. I don't know to what capacity. Um, I would not tell any. I would tell maybe, maybe Dustin. Yeah. That's still. Yeah. Probably I mean, there's no still a good else. chance that I would definitely tell would, you. Thank you. Even though I'm we'd glad. probably be together. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, at one point, they were kind of afraid that they had, like, that they were radioactive or something. And I think Naturally. somebody did check them. And, you know, they were fine that there wasn't anything strange about them, I guess. That's good. Yeah. So. Now they um, won't become superheroes, though. What a bummer. Well, yeah. Some sources say that the men each had a puncture wound in one arm. When they arrived to the police station. So like that was, I would say that would be pretty concerning. Yeah, I would be freaked out. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, they checked them out and everything was fine. So police believe that they were either drunk or lying. Yeah, naturally. Of course. Officers questioned the men multiple times, trying to catch them up in a lie or get them to change their story, but it remained consistent. They even left the men alone with a hidden tape recorder. That recording was actually released in 2020, and you can find it online. Although, the, and this was from the 70s, so it's not very easy to understand what they're saying. The, the audio, audio is not great. Yeah, the audio isn't very good, but I mean, it's still on there. You can just look it up and find it. Yeah. So, even when left alone and unknowingly being recorded, they continued to talk about the incident and how scared they were. One of them told the other, quote, don't talk to the deputies. They'll come back and get us. Although he didn't believe them before, it was after Captain Glenn Ryder listened to the recording that he began to believe the men. He told the Post in 1975, quote, we did everything we knew to try to break their stories. If they were lying to me, they should be in Hollywood. What are the police going to do? Are they going to arrest the aliens? I don't know. I mean, they went back and checked the area that they said they were abducted at. Just, you know, see what's going on. I don't know what on. police could do, though. Ar- arrest them? Yeah, but... Do they have arms? You can't arrest someone without <laughs> arms. <laughs> they do have... I mean, yeah, I think they do have arms. Just one leg. Because they had pinchers at the end of their oh, arms. Oh, yes. They had the pinchers. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What would anybody do in this situation? But I don't think I could... Become an agoraphobic and never leave your my, home. Yeah. That's what I would do. I don't know if I could keep this to myself, though. Who else I wouldn't would they tell go anybody Because I wouldn't want to seem crazy. I have no idea who yeah. you would go. Like, like, on a sane level, who would you talk to? I have no idea. Me either. I guess you could just go straight to 
the not the FBI, but the government and be like, hey, you know, you might want to get this taken yeah, but care where's of. where's a phone number? What do you Google? The government <laughs> yeah. phone number? Yeah. I know. I was like, yeah, if there was a direct line straight to the government, you could just be like, I know you guys hide stuff like this all the time, so yeah. I just want to give you a heads For up. NASA. <laughs> just call NASA. Yeah, be like, Hi. exactly. If you're not busy throwing away important papers, <laughs> could you help me out? Yes. If you haven't listened to our Kexburg We're very anti-NASA. <laughs> I hate to say it, but yeah, a little bit. (laughs) So a few weeks later, a polygraph test was given and the agent who gave it signed a statement saying, it is my opinion that Charles Hickson told the truth about the following things. He believes he saw a spacecraft. He believes he was taken into the spacecraft, into the spaceship, and he believes he saw three space creatures maybe they took a bunch of shrooms before they went fishing i think fishing's really boring so i think that'd make it a lot more interesting i enjoy fishing but the police thought that they were drunk and the police never said anything else about them being drunk about them being on drugs well he's 19 so that's against the law but yeah so also i don't think that they would have went to the police if they were on anything or Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe this was still a while after it happened, too. Oh, okay. Well, this was later on into the night. Again, when they decided that they were fishing's go. really boring. So anything to exhilarate that process. Yeah, I guess I so. would. I enjoy fishing it. a lot, though. When you're actually catching fish, all I is. do is read when everyone fishes. Oh, well, sit in that's the, different. Then. I sit in the boat, and I read. Because I like being out in the water at dark, even <laughs> though I'm scared that I won't know which direction to swim in. <laughs> yeah, true. So there were countless reports of strange lights in the sky and other phenomenon around this time as well. A man by the name of Joey Nelson was riding with two of his friends to make money playing pool. That's exactly what it said. <laughs> to make money <laughs> playing pool. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting oh, choice of words. The but 70s. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. So they were on their way to New Orleans uh, between Pascagoula and Biloxi. Nelson was in the front passenger seat when he looked ahead and saw a big orb of light in the air. He said that nobody could say anything and nobody could move. The light, about the size of a beach ball, came and hovered right in front of them. And they were in a car? Yeah. And no one could move? Yeah. I was a little confused about that because it said at one point that they were going like 70 miles an hour. Oh my God, they would die. Yeah, I was like, are they still, is the car still moving? Did they come to a just random stop in the middle of the road when this light appeared? I don't really know. That's just what, that's just what Nelson here says happened. Um, That's not safe. Yeah. So... Well, it's not like they had a choice when an alien was going to come and visit them. Yeah, also true. (laughs) So the orb in front of them, uh, he said that it was close enough that if the windshield wouldn't have been there, he felt like he could just reach out and touch it. No, I don't like that. Relatively close. It began to flash and click. Nelson said that it seemed like it was taking pictures. They were mesmerized by it, and after about 10 minutes, it streaked away and shot straight up into the air. The smaller orb was separate from the larger one. The three of them weren't sure if the smaller one joined the larger one or what the larger orb was doing because they were solely focused on the small one. I hope that made sense. But that kind of is important later on. Yeah. So that made sense. So once they went away, they described it as coming out of a trance or waking up. 
Nelson didn't share the story until 45 years later when he read recent articles about Parker. Understandable. Yeah, which is a pretty common theme here. Another witness, Rosie Nell, saw something similar about 300 miles away in Bruce, Mississippi. She was on the back porch of a home in a rural area with few lights. She was looking up at the sky because she liked to identify constellations. She saw a falling star, but quickly realized that it was actually moving across the sky. She said that it was at the 2 o'clock position, and when it got to the 10 o'clock position, another light shot out of it. The larger light moved down and looked like it was getting closer. I would go inside. Uh, yeah. Is she Uh, paralyzed again like the rest of them? No. I would go inside. (laughs) It began to change colors and became so large that it looked like the sun. What? It then dropped to the horizon and dogs all around began barking like they were barking at something, like trying to attack something. And then I would go inside. Well... Nell here walked into the yard to what see it better, in the world? but quickly became terrified. She froze, although she wasn't sure exactly what she was so afraid of. The large light rose and became dimmer and smaller. The smaller light joined it and shot out of sight at a 45 degree angle. Even telling this story years later. She described, like, her heart started beating. Like, she could feel her heart beating. Her test, her chest was tight because she recalled, like, how scared she was when she saw this. The next day after that experience, she heard about, she heard about what happened to Parker and Hickson on the radio at work. People were laughing and making fun of them, which makes me so sad. That is depressing. But now believed their story. She also waited until more recently to to release her experience and said, quote, I wanted Calvin to know to know not everyone thinks he's crazy. I believe him. That's really sweet. I I would have gone inside the second that I saw it, though. Yeah. I I would personally anything slightly scary. I go the other direction. Yeah. If I saw a ball of light getting closer, I would think. I don't know. You know how we've heard possibly in history that like a meteor came and like hit Earth and, you know, that's how dinosaurs became extinct or whatever. I would be like, oh, no, this is another situation where there's a meteor coming to Earth. (laughs) We're all going to (laughs) die. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, this woman, I mean, I think she was pretty brave to go out in the yard and be like, yeah, she's way braver than I am. I would be like, nope. Yeah, me too. I'd go. I'd turn around. I'd go back into my house. I'd never talk about it again. Yeah. Well, it took her a few years, but she did come forward eventually. Two months after Hickson and Parker's experience in 1973, an anonymous woman shared that she was at a gas station standing beside her car in Pascagoula when she and others saw a flaming object fly along the river. It was around 8 p.m., so it was relatively dark outside. She was putting gas in her car and was facing north. She and the others around her turned to look at the object. So there were other people around the gas station, and they all turned to look at this or light that was just that just appeared out of darkness. Yeah, it started out upriver and continued moving parallel to the river down to the beach. 
It remained over the river and was just above the tree line. It disappeared once it got to the beach and only lasted three or four seconds, but it managed to travel more than a mile. How big is this river? Ooh, that's a good question. Like, I wonder how, wi- like how wide um, it is. I don't think it's that wide because I saw a few pictures. I can look it up a little later if we would like to know for sure. I'm not really sure. I don't think it's huge. I'm just curious. Like, I'm just curious. If it's as wide as, like, like the creek behind my house or if it's as wide as, like, the gorge. Um, I think it's narrower than the gorge, but wider than a creek. There's so a bridge that goes across like it for cars. 30 feet wide? I have no concept of measurements. I don't either. Absolutely I don't know none. why I said 30 feet wide. I don't even know how <laughs> I, wide Yeah, I don't feel like is. that's that, that wide, but I, like I said, I really don't know. How long is 30 feet? I, nope. I can't do math. <laughs> Not even going to try. <laughs> so the light flew right over the spot where Hickson and Parker were abducted. Once it disappeared, the people at the gas station looked at each other and then put their eyes down and kept doing what they were doing. That's Almost me. I would have been one of the gas station people. Yeah, I would have been one I'm of sure the I gas station been people. I'm sure I would have been too. I would have made eye contact with the, the other people and been like, That never happened. Mind, we never speak yeah. of this again. <laughs> never. Any of you talk about it? I'll know. (laughs) So the woman could still picture and draw the image of what she saw 45 years later. The object was the shape of a hat with a stubby brim. That those are exact quotes. It had stubby brim. Yeah. It had flames all over it. Flames moving clockwise. Yeah. It was a flame object. Oh god, that's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, it is a little bit. So the last eyewitness account came forward in 2019. Well, this is the last eyewitness account that we're going to to talk about. Yeah. Uh, It came in 2019 and claimed to have actually, she claimed to have actually seen the abduction of Hickson and Parker. Oh, wow. Maria Blair was waiting for her husband, Jerry Blair, to leave on a boat to work offshore. They were waiting in the car, and Jerry had fallen asleep when Maria saw a strange blue light streaking back and forth. She had been looking up at the stars and constellations when she saw it come up. She said that it was right above where Parker and Hickson were abducted. She thought it was a plane or helicopter at the time. It continued to move without noticeable sound for around 30 minutes and then went out of sight. There was then a loud splash in the water. The water was rippling, and she said that it looked like a person was in the water. She wasn't sure what it was and didn't question it until the next day when she heard about the abduction. <gasps> was it the little the little legless people? Was it the aliens? I don't know. I don't think she knows what Did it they go was for a either. swim? Um, maybe. Maybe they like, yeah, maybe they're good maybe swimmers. Maybe they like water. With their one leg. Mermaids only have one leg. One flipper, yeah. whatever. Um, when when they said one leg, I just think of a human leg, and I don't think. The- <laughs> Ooh, I don't like that visual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure no, how good not swimmers. like not like an amputee, but like one leg down yeah. the middle of your body. I yeah. don't like the visual of that in my head, and I want something else to be inside <laughs> my brain. Um, I don't like that. I don't know. I don't have anything. I, also, 
where a foot should be was described as just like a round shape with no toes. <laughs> so, I hate this thing. Yeah. I don't know. What? Why can't do what you want with that like information the ones in, on TV or the ones in Marvel movies? People said that Thor and Loki were aliens. If aliens look like that, <laughs> abduct me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Just not in a creepy way like these. No, and don't did. stab me in the arm. Yeah, for real. Ew. I don't like that. Why? Why did they stab them? Were they taking their blood? I don't know. I don't Maybe know. aliens are insecure and hate how they look. <laughs> and so they're taking the DNA from humans, combining it with their own DNA to make this moderately good-looking creature and that's what aliens are trying to do. I think I figured sh- it out. Yeah. I've answered the questions of the universe. <laughs> that's definitely the whole... That's all that aliens are worried about is simply being more physically attractive. Aliens don't want to be ugly, and so that's why they do what <laughs> they do. That just reminds me of Squawk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> They're also just very insecure. They are. And just want to be pretty. Insecure teenage girls... And they just want to be pretty, like Miley said. <laughs> That's all they want. They hate being ugly. I yeah, we've solved the mystery. Good Lord. So the eyewitness said, um, she literally this came right Blair, out and said, right? yes, yeah. She I said name because I like it. <laughs> yeah, me too. She said, I was watching two men being abducted by UFO. Oh, God, that would be a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, she realized this after she watched it happen, so she wasn't scared at the time. She was just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Something fell in the water, a helicopter or something, yeah. whatever. So she only ever talked about the experience with her family. Her husband was adamant about keeping it quiet. He would even tell her to shut up when she would talk about it because he thought people would think she was crazy. First of all rude i know he was the one who even said this he literally came right out was like yeah whenever she would talk about it i'd tell her to shut up because i thought people would think she was crazy if someone did that to me i would be like listen you were sleeping yeah right seriously so much for like protecting me <laughs> this is the 70s you're a man exactly step it up instead yeah. you were napping i could have been abducted Then you would have been married to no one. Then they would have accused you for murdering me and throwing me into the lake. So you got to be thankful for what happened. Could you imagine if that really did happen and him be like, she was abducted by aliens. I swear. I was there. And everyone would be like, oh my God, what a freaking liar. (laughs) Murderer. We'd cover that episode. We'd be like, this phony (laughs) went and lied. Yes. Just, just, why don't you just say it? If you do it, just admit to it. Best up to the crimes, buddy. But in reality, like his wife literally got abducted and he had to watch the whole thing. Well, thankfully that, that didn't happen. We created something. (laughs) As always. So like the others, she also came forward in order to give the men's story validation. That's really sweet that all of these people are doing this. Yeah. I still probably wouldn't have came forward. I would have been like, weird. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I would have done. Oh, I don't know. I hope I'm never put in a situation where I have to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Same. (laughs) 
She even met Calvin Parker at the same spot that the abduction occurred in 2019. This eased Parker's mind knowing that someone else saw it. Aww. And it seemed to have been a very sweet encounter. Saw a picture of them hugging. They bonded over the experience of him being abducted. Man, if she wasn't married and he Aww. wasn't married, this would have been a cute little love story. How did you guys meet? Oh. I was abducted by an alien. <laughs> <laughs> she saw it. <laughs> It's a love Somebody. story. Maybe just say that. <laughs> Somebody write a romance novel about this. <laughs> the aliens are actually matchmakers. <laughs> That's what Cupid really is. He's a one-legged alien <laughs> with with pinchers for hands and no eyes. That's actually what the aliens inject in you. Uh, it's to attract your soulmate. <laughs> That's why soulmates actually do exist, but the aliens were too scared because everyone kept talking about them after they abducted these people. <laughs> they're, they're really just misunderstood. <laughs> I'm going to write a romance novel about this. Please do. So... <laughs> Although Parker initially separated himself from the publicity of the event directly after it happened, like he really just avoided all everything, yeah, like that's no interviews. Understandable, especially if you found that people were like making fun of him afterwards. Yeah, really. I would get so nervous. I even read that he would be like he would get a job. And people would recognize him and say stuff, and then he quit his job and get another job, which oh, is that's so sad. sad. I know it really was. But since then, he has shared more details, and he's actually written two books about his experience. Yeah, make some money off this, man. Yeah, that's I know, what I would right? do for real. Yeah, he like completely came forward because he thought that people should know about what happened. So the books are Pascagoula, The Closest Encounter, My Story. And then the other book is Pascagoula, The Story Continues, New Evidence and New Witnesses. And I believe that book came out in 2019. So it's yes. pretty recent. Make money off your trauma. <laughs> yes. That's what life is all about. <laughs> what is trauma if you can't make money off of it? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you can, go for it. <laughs> so in June of 2019, a historical marker was placed on the riverbank of the abduction, calling it one of the best documented cases of alien abduction. Yes. Now we have a reason to go to Mississippi. And I <gasps> forgot that Robert Johnson's deal, one of the most famous deals <gasps> oh, with the devils was in Mississippi. Yeah, that's right. And as we all know, I am obsessed with deals with the devil. Yeah. A little... Uh, it's a little concerning, but it's not going to happen to me, and I've accepted that. That's good. But <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> I don't know why you want that to happen. I don't want it to happen, but I like having the option there. I don't think that would be best. Probably not for anyone involved. No, I'd be really scared. It is the devil. Yeah, that seems pretty terrifying. When I think about it logically, it's not a good idea, but. 80% of the time, my brain does not work in a logical manner. So, so true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fair. So Parker was present for the dedication for the historical marker. Um, but Hickson unfortunately passed away in 2011. So, he so was Parker to was the 19 year old. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that is correct. So initially when all of this stuff was going on, the 
42-year-old was, this was Charles. He was the one who, like, told the story and, because... Well, I mean, like when you're 19 and you get abducted by an alien, you're kind of probably was a little terrified. Poor thing. Yeah, Charles said that the that the 19 year old was like hysterical. Once, like they got back to the riverbank. Understand? I'm pretty sure that the 19 year old was also the one who was like, "Don't talk to the deputies. They're gonna come back and get us." Yeah. Um. Like he was freaking out. Oh my god! When I was 19, I was a human disaster. I'm still a human disaster. <laughs> But it was even worse when I was 19. If that would have yeah. happened to me at 19, they would have had to just check me in a mental institution and I would never came out. Yeah, I don't care. That was only a year ago for me. I don't know how I would handle that now. That was... I don't know. I don't know. A lot, not a lot of years. A few years for me. Four, six. Four, five. Oh. <laughs> math? What is math? Six. <laughs> Almost six. I turned 25 this year. <laughs> yeah, so he was terrified. And that's... The, so the 19-year-old is the one who just completely separated himself from the event, probably tried to forget it. Yeah, understandably I don't blame so. Him. But then he was like, I feel like people should know. Make money off trauma. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be my new catchphrase for this podcast. Make money off your trauma. <laughs> Our new slogan. Something happens to you. Make money off of it. Oh, wow. Okay, so evidently the Pascagoula River is about 84 miles wide. That's a lot more than 30 feet. (laughs) That it is. A lot more than 30 feet. (laughs) That's very... Oh, wait. Yeah. Honestly, I couldn't tell you how many feet are in a mile. Is it like 5,000 and something, right? Like 5,056 or something like that. Oh, man. I'm going to have to look that up, too. I'm not good at math. I don't remember. I used to remember. I'm vaguely good at English and history. Um, There are... Oh, 5,280 feet in a mile. I was close. I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed. I don't know. I remember that. I don't know either. I don't remember anything else from high school, but I remember that. I mean, it's a pretty good thing to know. Yeah. Well, aliens. Please, somebody tell us if you believe in them or not. Because I, yeah. really, I really do. I think that there's a lot. more episodes about them or not. Yeah, I think that there's honestly a lot of evidence about this alien abduction. I I'm believe convinced. in aliens. Do I believe that those people were abducted? I don't know. Maybe. I do. I really do. And I feel like it's also different because sometimes when I listen to podcasts and people are telling these stories, I'm like, eh, you know, whatever. But we do our own research and looking at these articles and the quotes that came from them, I think it makes it more convincing and more believable because still the... There were no, the police really did everything they could to try to get them caught up in the story, like in their lie. And the men didn't know they were being recorded. The tape recorder was hidden. That's pretty impressive. And yeah. Yeah. So even. They either, I don't know, even if they weren't abducted, 
they believed that they were. Even I'll if NASA would have covered this, then we really wouldn't know anything about this case. Yeah, they probably true that. Been like, shut your mouths or we'll kill you. I and know, no one will punch right? your bodies. Yeah, for real. I'm surprised that they're still alive. <laughs> yeah, for real. Well, make sure that you follow us on Instagram for pictures of these freaky little aliens yeah we'll i'll we'll post some sketches of probably the this the shape of the spaceship like a little sketch of the spaceship which is i think that it's about what we imagine a spacecraft would look like you know like a (laughs) like a wide-brimmed hat you know, As like that the little woman from the gas station explained it. Yeah, exactly. And then I guess a sketch of the aliens. And also as a well. sketch from me of the aliens. Yeah, um, you're not backing out of that. You're definitely going to have to do a sketch of it. It's going to be on our Instagram stories. Yeah. So at check that out. AMM Pod. Follow us on Twitter at AMM Pod One. Send us your alien stories at <laughs> AppalachianMM at Gmail. <laughs> yes, please. Make one up. I don't care. I would love that. Again, make money off your trauma because <laughs> if you don't, other people will. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. That is my greatest life advice that I could ever give. Well, guys, thanks for, for listening this long. We appreciate you all. <laughs> We hope you have a great Monday if you're listening to this on Monday. Or any other day of the week. Have a great day.